1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined by United States Senator Tom Cotton. Good morning, Senator. How are you? Good morning, Hugh. I'm good. Good to be with you. Happy early Thanksgiving. And to you and yours, I hope you have an easy one, a great one, even with smalls around. Uh, Genghis Kate is approaching my house, even as we speak. So when I get home, it's going to be a nightmare on on, uh, Thanksgiving row. Uh, We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies, though passion may have strained. It must not break our bonds of affection. Lincoln, of course, you're a Lincoln scholar. There's a giant conservative pundit crack up underway. What would you say to everyone, Senator, since you get along with everyone? (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, well, uh, I understand that obviously we have some differences on the right in America. Those differences go back a long ways. They've been written about in the pages of National Review, for instance, going back to the 50s and the 60s. Matt Continental Day is a great scholar of them. But certainly what we have in common uh, and what unites all of us as conservatives uh, and increasingly just normal common sense Americans is far greater than what distinguishes us from the far-left ideologues who have seized control of the Democratic Party today and, frankly, many of the institutions of, of our society, the commanding heights of society, Hugh, if you will, back and borrow from their the left's fellow travelers, um, places like universities and big tech and big Hollywood and the media. And while uh, we have our differences, we shall always remember uh, that we are united uh, in what makes this country great and try to do our very best to defend it.
1: Now, the very most important thing is that the institutions of the republic actually go on for another generation for your kids and my grandkids. And the Chinese have launched a hypersonic. You and I have talked about it before. More reporting emerged over the weekend that hypersonic was, as Admiral Stavridis said in the last hour, a bus of sorts, that they, they not only set it up into space, orbited the planet at five times the speed of sound. They sent things out as they went. It's a MERV, but it's not a MERV. It's worse. When you uh, assured me that we were in the game a couple of weeks ago, uh, are you still as confident today as you were a couple of weeks ago?
0: So, Hugh, I'm confident that we are in the game, and I'm confident that we are leading the game by as much as we should. No. Um, And that's been my consistent warning, not just about hypersonic technology, but about military strength simply. Um, Security competition in a dangerous world is not like the 100-meter dash, Hugh. It's not enough to win it by a nose. You have to be so far ahead of your competition that they would never even think about taking a shot at the title. And unfortunately, uh, Joe Biden's defense budget, just like eight years of Barack Obama's defense budgets, does nothing but weaken our military and therefore encourage adversaries uh, to take that shot at the title.
1: Can you walk down the hall and find Joe Manchin and say, look, I'm not going to vote for BBB under any circumstances, but if you're going to vote for it, could you at least get the Columbia class forward funded? He's a smart guy. Is, is he not? Is there no Democrat aware of what is happening?
0: Hugh, I tell you what, uh, if, I, if I could convince Joe Manchin to vote against this reckless tax and spending bill, then we would promise to homeport all of those submarines in West Virginia. Even I agree. Talk. How about
1: that? We'll, we'll <laughs> dig a channel. I think we can get the Potomac extended up to uh, uh, up to wherever. Uh, what's the name of that city where um, John Brown invaded? What's its name? Harper's uh, Ferry. Yeah, that's it. We can get the Potomac at Harper's Ferry into a deep port. That that would certainly keep people working in West Virginia for a long time. But in all seriousness, is there not one? Democrat who will stand up and say we've spent ten trillion dollars in three years and we have not adjusted the defense budget in real terms. North,
0: I'm afraid not in public. You uh, and they certainly wouldn't risk their uh, reckless spending bill uh, that's going to do nothing but drive more inflation and discourage people from working and pay off their client groups and fun, ridiculous things like tree equity in Nancy Pelosi's hometown park um, and proposing more defense spending in that bill. And certainly would do that because, well, you might have someone like Joe Manchin uh, who takes her defense seriously. There are dozens of crazed ideologues in the House of Representatives uh, who would never vote for more defense spending. In fact, they want to slash the defense budget by even more. They want to zero out our nuclear programs. Um, they want to stop all of this nuclear modernization. So, uh, regrettably, uh, you have way too many left-wing ideologues in the Democratic Party uh, to accept even a responsible proposal like you make.
1: You know, there is a uh, Politico story this morning, Senator Cotton, that the Democrats have figured out that their brand is not only dented and broken, it's maybe irretrievably so after Virginia. And they are worried, they are alarmed that they're going to get wiped out beyond any reasonable expectation of a wipeout in the first midterm of a president's first term in 2022 because of the Virginia results. And I think this better Build Back Better bill is, it now replaces uh, Neil Kinnock or whoever it was, Labor Party manifesto as the longest suicide note in history. It is nutty. $200 million for the Presidio Park? $200 million for the park next to Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood?
0: I guess power has its perks, you.
1: Yeah, well, that was the <laughs> headline. I tree
0: equity is well, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure I, I know what tree equity is. Maybe they're worried about the, the poor, sad, deciduous trees that have lost their leaves as we're going into the season when Ever, evergreens are celebrated. So we want to make sure that we treat all trees fairly.
1: Senator Lankford pointed out that uh, Western Oklahoma has no trees. And so if there's a tree equity <laughs> argument that we got to go to Western Oklahoma, does Arkansas have trees fairly evenly distributed over it?
0: No, not at all. So uh, in, in South Arkansas, we have about a thousand trees per acre. You and in East Arkansas, we have about two trees per acre. So I guess when you work it out on average, we have fairly e- evenly distributed trees. But no, we have, like East Arkansas or like Western Oklahoma, I should say, Eastern Arkansas is very flat, fertile farm country.
1: So uh, See, I think they, there's a way they, for they, you to get tree some-
0: equity over in East Arkansas.
1: Well, you know, eventually any demand for equity means we cut down all the trees. That's what it means, actually. But at the end of the day, the only way to get tree equity in any kind of climate variance and geographical differentiation is to cut them all down. So I don't, whenever anyone raises equity, but if we can go back to BBB, what, is it on life support? Is it going to make it through? What do you hear? Um,
0: so just pass the House, but the House pass will never make it through the Senate. Uh, it's a massive tax break. For rich homeowners uh, in places like New Jersey and California, sorry, Hugh. Uh, no,
1: I. You know, it was a perfect bill for <laughs> me, but I was kind of surprised that they were giving me a, a tax break in this bill.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the single biggest line item in the bill. Hugh is a uh, tax break for rich homeowners in places like New York and New Jersey and California. Um, it also has a massive amnesty. Probably nine million illegal migrants will get some kind of amnesty. In that bill to include or uh, in addition uh, it has hundreds of billions of dollars of welfare payments for households that have no breadwinner in it not even someone looking for work or someone uh, getting free job training for work so that bill is dead on arrival in the Senate Um, and and we'll see what the Senate can produce based in part on Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema's positions Um, I'm certainly hopeful that in the end, they can't find a way to square the circle to get 51 votes and 218 votes in the House for the same bill uh, because there's almost nothing in this bill that will be good for America in the long run. Now,
1: uh, Senator Cotton, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when a young Tom Cotton, uh, veteran of the Iraq War, came back to run for the House in Arkansas in 2012. If you had been gifted with a bill that had a vote in it to uh, create... Uh, Permanent residency for 9 million people who entered the country illegally. Would you have campaigned on that? Would you have campaigned on tree equity? Or would you have found a way to put both of those and the $200 for Nancy's Pelosi neighborhood park into one one one-minute ad?
0: (laughs) Probably so, Hugh. Uh, All those things are massively unpopular. They reflect the fads and the fashions. And the preferences of far left ideologues in charge of the Democratic Party, not normal Arkansans uh, who look to their government to do basic things like protect our streets, to help us raise our kids in safe communities, to secure our borders, to protect this nation. Um, And just one more example, this bill is just one more example of how far left the Democratic Party has gone. Like I have to say, Hugh, um, the uh, apparent murderer in Waukesha County who was released by George Soros, back prosecutor in Milwaukee on a pittance of a bail, despite having a rap sheet as long as your arm. I've been cautioning people about this um, for years uh, that if you let uh, dangerous felons off on low bail, if you let them out of prison early, if you reduce mandatory minimums, that you're going to have uh, a spike in crime. And that's exactly what we saw. We saw some of its tragic consequences in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, on Sunday night.
1: Do you know that the Department of Justice just paid out? I've got to find that. Uh, $130 million to the Parkland shooting victims because of FBI incompetence. All right, let me take that and apply it to Waukesha. That prosecutor and that department under this theory is liable to all of the 48 people injured, the five who are dead and everyone who's traumatized, because I know the intentional infliction of emotional distress isn't the tort that will lie here. But they did this. That Milwaukee prosecutor's office let this killer out for a thousand dollars bail, which means, I think, I don't know the Wisconsin a lot, 10 percent, right? You have to come up with cash, ten percent, and you, you isn't cash bail ten percent of the bail? A hundred dollars. States. So yeah. he got out for a hundred dollars.
0: Whether it was a hundred or whether it was ten thousand, he paid ten percent of it. You obviously it was much too low. Um, with the rap sheet as long as this felon um, and the crimes he was accused of, he should never have been walking in the streets. This is what happens when left wing ideologues seize control of law enforcement and impose their ideological goals. They may enjoy and fetishize uh, their crazy ideological goals, but it causes real harm. And in this case, tragically, it's caused destruction of hundreds, if not thousands, of lives of people who have been killed or tragically injured, perhaps uh, permanently.
1: Uh, Senator, last question. The Democrats uh, may not be aware, but sometimes parties disappear. And uh, the Conservative Party in Canada got almost reduced to nothing uh, a decade and a half or so ago. The the, the liberals, uh, the labor in, in England got smashed up by Boris Johnson, one of their repeated wrecks and train wrecks. They eventually recover. But I think they're looking at uh, an extinction-level event in 2022 with this Build Back Better. Cra- I mean, it's crazy. Do you agree with me?
0: Yes, Hugh. Um, things like amnesty for illegal uh, aliens, $200 million for Nancy Pelosi's backyard park, Billions of dollars for tree equity and all of which will be driving inflation for the next year, um, making it harder for Americans to make ends meet, while also imposing their crazy, faddish ideas like critical race theory on our schools. Um, The Democrats are going to be in a world of hurt next November.
1: And they should be. I mean, that no no party has deserved it more. None has been more reckless with a narrow win than I think in modern political times. The Democrats, Senator Tom Cotton. Thank you for a year. I'm thankful for you and for Mrs. Cotton and for uh, Cotton Small for allowing you to indulge me once a week, and I appreciate it. Keep fighting the good fight, Senator. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Right. Thank you, Hugh. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all of your listeners. All right, even Dwayne. Even Dwayne. Even Dwayne. Even Dwayne. All right. That's amazing. The senator is in a very, very giving mood. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.